You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers as usual. I'm Nick Faraby, writer for Pittsburgh Sports Network at WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, we'll talk about the Syracuse Orange. It's preview Friday, and we have Syracuse on the schedule. We'll talk about Sean Tucker, Garrett Schrader, that vaunted Orange running game. We'll talk about can Pitt stop it and can Pitt slow down that prolific attack. We'll also make sure to talk about the Orange's defense. Garrett Williams, a few other really talented players on that Orange defense. Can they stop Kenny Pickett or slow them down potentially? We'll talk about all that and more coming up on a preview Friday episode of Locked on Pit. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As usual, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. And folks, today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for the special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses, NetSuite. Folks, Let's get into this preview Friday episode of Locked On Pit. Lots to talk about heading into this game. Certainly Syracuse, a team that has played some teams tough. Certainly not the last two weeks. It has not been pretty for the Orange as they get really, quite honestly, boat raced by the NC State Wolfpack. They also lose pretty badly to Louisville 41-3. They beat Boston College. They beat Virginia Tech before that. They give Clemson a really tough game. But these last two weeks have been really bad for the Orange. So it, it hasn't been good in just about any facet. I mean, to be quite honest with you. Schrader was held under 100 yards passing against NC State. I mean, that's how bad it was for Syracuse in this game. And you look at what they did in that game. And all NC State had to do was really sell out, stop the run, not let anything happen. It was really bad for Syracuse. Really bad in that game. They There was nothing that they could get going in the passing game. Now, I will put this as kind of a, I guess, earmark. If you want to look at games where there's outlier throws, Virginia Tech would be that. Because Schrader had a few really good downfield throws in that game. And he, he actually hit... His targets with a high level of consistency. That was something that was impressive to me. But ever since that game, they really haven't done much at all. I mean, 25 NC State, number 25 in the nation. It just it wasn't good for this team. Now, granted, Sean Tucker ran for over 100 yards. Pretty much par for the course. You're going to expect Sean Tucker to run for 100 yards. I don't care who you are. I mean, for the most part, he's going to do it. You know, even when they scored only three against Louisville, he ran for 95. So this guy's going to get his yards. He's going to get his volume. But D. 
these teams were not beaten by Sean Tucker, Garrett Schrader, and those guys. And that's this is the point I want to make. This is not a good passing team whatsoever. And this team obviously had Taj Harris transfer out in the middle of the year. This team doesn't do much at all through the air. In fact, they rank third to last in the NCAA this year in passing yards over 20 yards or more. I mean, that's how bad this Syracuse passing attack has been. They haven't been able to do anything through the air. And now they're fighting for their bull lives. And, and that's something to know, too. So a fired-up Syracuse team hopefully trying to get bowl eligible, right? They really want to get there. It's a night game. It's in the Dome. They're trying to get to that bowl game. They're trying to become bowl eligible, and it's very possible that Syracuse could get that bowl eligibility. However, you just look at their team. It just does not match up well against Pitt. And we talked about this on Wednesday a little bit. Pitt being a really good run defense. Pitt having the linebackers to stop the run with Brandon George, Chase Pine. You know, obviously, Sir Ossie Dennis is a monster against the run. And what Pitt's done in the past against top running backs for the most part. You know, most top running backs that Pitt's faces here have not had successful games. Mateo Durant. Jameer Gibbs didn't run the ball well. He certainly had the ability outside in the receiving game in space. But he didn't really run the ball well against them. So you look at that, for example. Will Shipley had some instances where he found success, but it was never consistent. Same thing goes for Jalen Knighton. Now, Jalen Knighton had that big 40-yard touchdown run, but it was obviously the passing game of, of Van Dyke and, and company that opened it up for him. And, and Knighton ended up having a fine game, but for the most part, again, he didn't have a ton of sustained success on the ground, right? So this is a team for Pitt that has done a really nice job on the ground of just stopping teams, regardless of really their level of rushing, their efficiency of rushing the ball. They haven't really been able to, to do anything. Jeff Sims wasn't able to do much. Uyagagale as a runner wasn't able to do much. Brian Armstrong hasn't been able to do much. Obviously, Sam Howe did a little bit out of structure, but not much, especially in that first half. Pitt held him to a season low of rushing yards. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's the type of stuff that Pitt has done this year. Hendon Hooker had a few instances where he had big plays, but again, never consistent. That Tennessee rushing game was never consistent. Nothing was ever consistent on a level on the ground. Pitts had their lapses here and there, but it's never been to a level where Pitts' offense isn't able to overcome it. So when you're the number nine ranked rushing defense in the NCAA, there's a reason for that. Now granted, you're going up against such a fantastic rushing team in Syracuse, but there's no reason Pitts shouldn't be able to stop this. The news defense is literally set up to stop teams like this. These are teams that Pitt thrives against. They are supposed to absolutely go in and beat teams like this. They've lost teams like this in the past, don't get me wrong, but it's never been because of their defense. It's almost always been because their offense has just been anemic and hasn't been able to score points. It's not the case this year, and we'll talk about that, but they're set up pretty well to do that. And Sean Tucker's going to have a nice game. I'm certain of it. He'll have a fine game. He's Sean Tucker. But he's not going to have such a nice game to where you look and you say, Phew, man, they're going to eat, eat Pitt alive. Because, again, you look at the success of Syracuse, it's directly correlated with the team's rushing defenses. Just about. Taking Wake Forest to the, to the brink. 
he forces a terrible rush defense. Terrible. Now, Clemson was a little bit of a different story. Their offense is just so bad. But so they so so Syracuse got a few big plays out of Sean Tucker there, and it essentially kept them in the game. So that's a little bit of a different story. But Virginia Tech, I mean, you saw what Izzy Abandon Canada did against them, and what what Pitt was able to do on the ground against them. It it was not good. The the good rushing attacks have been able to take advantage of these bad rushing defenses, and Pitt's not one of those. And that's why I think this is a really bad matchup for Syracuse, even if it's at night on the road, you know, for Pitt. It's just not a good matchup. And Sean Tucker will do what he needs to do, but this is really not a good matchup for Syracuse. And I like Pitt's defense on this matchup because it's the type of, of offense that they have thrived against this year. They've thrived against in the past. It's exactly the type of offense that Pat Narduzzi is, is built to stop. It's the type of offenses he would face in the Big Ten, for example. You know, a Wisconsin-like team. You know, and obviously it's not completely stylistically similar to Wisconsin, but Iowa, kind of those teams, right? It's similar. It's similar in that way where Syracuse is operating at a level with that without the elite defenses that Wisconsin often has and without the high-level O-line, but it's a similar functioning offense. And that's kind of what Marduzzi's defense is just built to stop. And that's why you should probably like Pitt's defense in this matchup a lot. Now let's talk about the orange offense. Or the orange defense rather. We'll we'll talk about them because we haven't talked about them all week. However, first folks, I want to let you know about NetSuite. Folks, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you want to be running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite. By Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Folks, over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for a special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash NCAA. What's going on, Panther Nation? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Continuing this great preview Friday episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast. Syracuse defense time. We haven't really talked a lot about the Syracuse defense, but the Syracuse defense certainly does have some key contributors, and certainly that starts with Garrett Williams, the Syracuse corner, who I think one of the better, to be quite honest, corners in the ACC this year, period. To be quite honest, actually, he's one of the best at corners in the ACC uh, over the past few years. And, and Syracuse always seems to have some of those pretty good defensive backs. I'll tell you what, though. This year, maybe not the, not the same level. Because certainly, Williams is very, very good. I think Michael Jones is also really solid. I think they have a few solid players here on this defense. Uh, which, But they're very on and off. And they're very young as well. I'll say that. 
This is a very young defense. Up front, they have they have three seniors, but outside of that, I mean, they start a lot. They start two linebackers and a sophomore, and their backups are freshmen. I mean, Stephon Thompson, uh, Marlo Wax. I mean, these guys are solid. Anwar Sparrow, Leon Lowry, all these guys are sophomores or freshmen, and and these guys are young players. And same with the secondary; these guys are young players. I mean, they have talent. It's clear that they have talent, but these guys are young. They're exploitable. It's kind of like the Miami secondary when you think about it. Maybe not to the same degree, I'll say, of talent level, but very similar in that way where, where it's a secondary that is talented but young, and they are prone to issues. And, and that's why you kind of look at them. You see certain opportunities uh, uh, kind of around the, the defense, and, and you see the ability for Pitt to potentially exploit this team. But let's let's be real. Third in the ACC in passing defense, fourth in the ACC in rushing defense. So this is one of the better defenses in the ACC statistically, just in terms of total offense, defense, kind of those types of overbearing stats. But the scoring defense, I mean, they allow 26 points per game. And that's seventh in the ACC. Because, listen, while they're really, really good in terms of the yardage stats, the red zone defense is ninth in the ACC, and they allow touchdowns on about 67% of those trips to the red zone. So about two-thirds of the trips to the red zone turn into touchdowns. That's 10th in the ACC. So they are not a bend-don't-break defense. If they don't, if they bend, they often break. And that's kind of been the story so far for this defense. It's a solid defense. Again, they put up really good performances against, for example, Boston College, Clemson. They put up performances where you see it. They they kind of shunned Malik Willis um, against Liberty when they beat Liberty 24-21. But again, good offenses have been able to put up points against this defense. This is not a great defense in terms of the overall acumen and the overall... Just looking at it from the eye test and, and watching the tape... They are a decent defense, but they're young defense that's prone to mistakes. And, and that's the big thing that I look at here is that Pitt is similar in the way that Wake Forest is, that also NC State is, that also Louisville is. Those teams put up points on Syracuse. 41 for both Louisville and NC State, 40 for Wake Forest. So let's keep it real here. Let's keep it a buck. Pitt should be able to score on this team. And there's a few ways they can do that. Now, Garrett Williams is going to give him trouble. Trust me, that guy can play. That guy can ball out. But let's be honest. They they have the ability to move Jordan Addison around, and, and no one so far this year, and I mean no one, it doesn't matter who they face, has been able to stop Jordan Addison this year. He's been one of the best receivers in the country, if not the best. I mean, there's a reason why I think he should be the front runner right now to win the Bolitnikov. So, looking at Jordan Addison... Obviously, he's your prime weapon, but there's other guys that can step in here and do real damage. In fact, the tight ends this year have been an issue against Syracuse all year. They allow the third most receiving yards to tight ends in the ACC. So, Gavin Bartholomew, Lucas Kroll certainly could be in for a nice game. And I think that's kind of been the thing that has taken me um, kind of by... Not by storm, but but has taken me and you look at this and Pitt matches up well against most defenses, but this defense especially. Syracuse's defense is fine in terms of the volume 
statistics. But when you get deeper, the red zone defense, the third down defense, for example, it's not at the high level that you would expect it to be. And it's a young defense that's still learning, that's still kind of growing into its own. And they're going to need maybe a year or two to truly get going, to truly hit in their stride. Uh, and, and that's the thing here is that Pitt is just too talented with Kenny Pickett. Whether Izzy or Benny Canada plays or not, he got a little dinged up against Virginia. He's all the, the running game should be able to get something going. Vincent Davis should be able to run a fine. Rodney Hammond should be able to. And of course, if Izzy is in there, Izzy as well. He should be able to run fine. The tight end should be good here. Pitt just has so much talent. And it, even without Barden, Mack, maybe Stovall, we'll see. Um, who, we'll see if any of those guys can return, you know, at any point this year, you hope. But even without those three, you still have a lot of talent in that receiver room. I mean, really, obviously Addison, but Wayne has stepped up big time. And then you get auxiliary stuff from Shockey Jacques-Louis, having a few big catches here there. Obviously, you have those two big tight ends. You have Izzy Abandon-Canda growing as a receiver. Vincent Davis has always been a really solid receiver. And you also have Jaden Bradley, who's pretty talented, and you also have the veteran Trey Tipton who knows what he's doing. So you have a lot of talent in that receiver room, even without those guys. And it's something that you can't take for granted if you're Pitt. And if you are Pitt, you have to feel good about your chances going against this defense. You have to probably just let Kenny sling the ball. It should be The deep ball should be available to them in this game. They should be able to get some explosive plays. They should be able to get some sustained drives. Again, it'll be a hostile environment. It's understandable. But this should be a game that Pitt often should be up early on and, and really should just take it to the bank. The, the defensive line uh, for Syracuse is a little bit disruptive, now. You do, so you do have to worry about that a little bit. But I do think that this should be a, a defense that Pitt can at least score on and should do at a pretty decently high level. All right, let's talk about the keys to the game, players to watch overall, and then I'll give my prediction. However, first, folks, I want to let you know about Bet Online. .ag. Folks, guess what? Football season is hitting their full stride. And folks, nothing goes better with football than betting. And BetOnline.ag has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all things sports this holiday season. Head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to, the, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. And folks, it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, here's a Black Friday deal that you're not going to want to miss. BuiltBar.com is feeling that holiday spirit already. They're going all out on this Black Friday to make the most delicious Black Friday that you have ever had. There's new limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. Folks, you want the high-end del deliciousness at a discount? Trust me, you do want this. All through Black Friday re weekend, get at least 20% off on anything and everything at Built.com if you enter our promo code LOCKED20. Again, that's our promo code LOCKED20. 20 you'll get 20% off of anything and everything at built.com this Black Friday weekend. There's a new flavor, Ruby Chocolate Puffs. I know it's marshmallowy goodness. You're gonna wanna try this out. It's amazing. They also have lemon dip cheesecake puffs. Amazing. They have the built crave bar. Everything. Folks, you can get 
two of their brand new candy bars and built Crave for free. It's amazing. It's going to be amazing, folks. No need to fight the angry crowds. You can just order it online. You'll get that deal. Just make sure you use our promo code LOCK20. You'll get 20% off of Built Bars and two free Crave Bars all at Built.com. Plus, you can get 60% off of Built Boost and Built Broth and 40% off Built Swag. Just make sure to check it off. Use that promo code LOCK20. Check out Built.com. going on folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast let's get into it the final phase of this preview friday talk about keys to the game obvious keys to the game for pit <laughs> slow down the running game of syracuse it's literally their only offense i mean literally slow down the offense and when you if you get ahead and then this is a likely scenario this is what happened last time they went up to syracuse Pitt was up with a commanding lead and there were a few heaving prey balls that they committed defensive pass interference on, one really big touchdown. Syracuse kind of snuck back into the game. And granted, that was a pit offense that wasn't nearly as good as this one, but it can happen again, right? You can have those mishaps down low. You can have those mishaps in the secondary if they just get down to where they have to throw the football and they have to absolutely throw the ball deep. There could be opportunity where that just kind of happens. And overall... You really need to, to, to make sure that doesn't happen. But more importantly, just slow down Sean Tucker. Slow down Sean Tucker. Wrap up well. Play gap assignment football. Play sound football in the run defense. Make sure you stop Tucker. and Don't control the game on the ground. Because again, the matchup on paper looks really good for Pitt. But there is ingredients here that could definitely make things go off the rails. And off the rails in a bad way for the Panthers. Now offensively, I think it's simple. Take care of the football. Really, Pitt's more talented than this team. Pitt clearly has more talent. They have the much, much better quarterback. They have better receivers. They don't have a better running back, but they certainly have a rushing attack that can put up enough yards and control the game. They have. They. I. I would pretty much argue they have at least an even defense or somewhere near there. So Syracuse is a team that just it's exploitable. But how do you allow them to get back into this? Allowing explosive plays and getting turnovers. And I, I guess that's kind of self-explanatory because you, you think about most games and what's the thing. Just stop explosive plays to keep things in front of you. Force them to grind out the big big uh, drives. The big, you know, 15, 16 play drives. Don't let explosive plays occur. Don't let chunk plays occur. And don't turn the ball over. I know that's saying a lot, but when you're a team that's so talented and you're clearly better than the other team on paper... That's how you lose, and, and that's how Pitt lost to Miami. That's how Pitt lost to Western Michigan um, in, in some manner. Obviously, it's not the same type of, of dichotomy because those teams have much better passing attacks than, than Syracuse does, but it can it can work in the same principle. So so Pitt has to make sure they don't fall into that trap. Um, and, and you want players, key players. Obviously, for Pitt, I think all the linebackers, Brandon George, Chase Pine, um, I, I think those guys, Phil Campbell, obviously, Servasia Dennis, uh, I'll also say this, another key player with, with Brandon Hill out the first half because of the targeting penalty that he he uh, got hit with in the very waning moment, moments against Virginia, you're going to need to see the backup safeties really fill in well, and that's Judd, Judson Talendier, and he's going to have to play well. Um, filling in those rushing gaps, being that third level of defense, he along with Eric Hallett are going to be big. 
here. In case Tucker ever does get through, Talendier has to be playing at a really high level, make sure his tackling's up to snuff, as long as Brandon Hill is not in the game until the second half. So that's going to be another thing to step up with. Offensively, I think those tight ends, as we talked about, are going to be big. I also think that right side of the line, does Hoy play? Is it Gonsalves and Zubovich again? You know, is Cradle back? We don't know. We don't know a lot about that kind of injury um, with Cradle. We don't know about Hoy. But you do know Gonsalves, Zubovich, those guys on the right side, they've had their ups, they've had their downs. So look for them to also try and play at a high level. So, so you need those guys to play. And then obviously... I think the other key is, is Kenny Pickett. Obviously, he's always key, but he's a guy that has to take care of the football. Had a few interceptions over the fa- past few weeks that have been a little uncharacteristic of him. Make sure he takes care of the football. This is a secondary for, for Syracuse that has talented guys that can be ball hawks. Uh, Garrett Williams, as I mentioned, Garrett Williams could be a game wrecker. If you don't let him, uh, if you let him kind of take over the game, it could be an issue for Pitt, and, and you don't want that to happen. But again, I think Pitt should win this game comfortably, and I'm, I'm going to take Pitt. And I, the, the way Syracuse played over the last two weeks, it hasn't been it hasn't been encouraging. Their defense has really fallen off a cliff the last two weeks. Hasn't played at a high level. Sean Tucker is good, but they don't have any passing game, and they're just keying in on him and Schrader as a rushing duo. I think Pitt wins this game. I'll take Pitt forty-two to seventeen. I'll take Pitt forty-two seventeen here in the dome. I think they win. I think they go to ten and two, get that ten-win season, and I think they head into Charlotte looking very, very good. All right, folks, as always, before we get out of here, I want to let you guys know about the Locked on Bets podcast. Folks, make sure to check out the Locked on Bets podcast. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Make sure to check it out. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and hail to Pitt.